Now the praise and worship, they have simplified the language. Yeah. And that makes it easier uh, to to connect with, and uh, it uh, definitely attracts the younger generation, you know, to to sing to sing along. I mean, music is a, is is a very important part uh, of beautifying the service, and 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 attracting that uh, younger generation. So our Matama Church is definitely open to to introducing this modern music. All right, welcome to the show. This is George Matthew, your host, and today I am with Donnie Uman of Christos Martima Church and also of DC Music Productions. Donnie, welcome to the show. Thank you, George, for having me. Awesome. Donnie, so you and I have known each other for a little while, a couple of years, at least since I was in the Philadelphia area for sure. But uh, yeah, for those who haven't met you or don't know you, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah, I am uh, currently the member of the Christos Marthama Church in uh, Philadelphia. I have been playing the keyboards, been teaching, taking leadership roles, taking a choir member role in different Marthama choirs over the past 25, 30 years, played for many churches. So, yeah, in that process, I've come to know a lot of friends, a lot of musicians, a lot of churches and choirs along the way. So I'm happy to share those experiences with you. Great. So yeah, that's, I think, how I first got introduced to you or you caught my attention. You know, I, I've also been very active with the choir, church choir in particular, and at some ecumenical thing or regional thing, I don't remember. And I saw Donnie, I was like, who is this guy playing the piano? This is awesome. This is great. So I don't know yeah, if you yeah. remember it as vividly as I do, but I was like, yeah, oh, this I, guy I, is awesome. I do. I know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I remember the way you played, and I, I, I was saying this is exactly the way I play, or I like to hear music too. So there's, yeah, there yeah. was a connection. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I'm glad we crossed paths. And then since then, you know, we would see each other, we would chat. And in particular, I started following you on social media. So you mind talking a little bit about your your media presence on uh, you know, Facebook, you know, YouTube? I don't know if you've got other channels as well. Uh, yeah, Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> it's all there. A little bit. I, I put different content in different channels. Yeah, when I want to experiment with music, you know, beyond the four walls of the church, uh, whether it is Christian music or whether it's with secular music or with Christian singers, you know, that are of other denominations, then, then you know, that's where, you know, I connect with those folks and, and what on music on my social media channels so sometimes i do you know bands or sometimes i do solo solo music especially during the pandemic it's all solo so yeah yeah all that content is is there on social media just to keep myself you know entertained uh, motivated basically <laughs> yeah that's great and i think most recently i saw you you put up a 90s medley is that right is it a 90s medley or 2000 what was it uh, yeah, I I just pick a you know just to stay like I said to stay motivated. I just pick a challenge and 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 do it. Like uh, the last week, I just released a, a twenty five song praise and worship. Message. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm <laughs> so, referring to. Yep, 
Yeah, I think I recognized, I would say, what, 24 out of 25, maybe? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that yeah, was Yeah, I just, what, what's going to keep me busy for the next three, three weeks, four weeks? So I just pick a topic and, and run with it. So, so speaking uh, of keeping busy, so we were chatting a little before the, the interview here. Uh, so you mentioned you have two kids, right? Wife and two kids. Yes. And I have just the one and I can barely find time to do anything. So <laughs> yeah. to, what is your secret? Yeah. Now your kids are a little bit older than mine. Mine is uh, almost two years old, but your kids are, what were their ages again? Yeah. Yeah. Six and 10. Yeah. They they are definitely a handful. And yeah, I, uh, to be honest, I guess the secret is, is to sleep less and keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Time I keep me, trying so. to find some other way, but um, it seems to be it. So, I mean, we're here after you tucked your kids in to go to bed, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. We wanted the quiet time after that. Yeah. So. And uh, yeah, just to mention also, one of the things I was super impressed with, I think one of your kids or maybe both, uh, but at least one of them has his own YouTube channel, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as the kids grow up, yeah. Be, you know, because I was a YouTuber, uh, you know, I, I understood the process, how to do it, how to make videos, learned it myself, how to, you know, do audio editing, video editing, how to mm-hmm. upload to YouTube. So then I kind of, you know, just to get the kids to do some, do something, you know, I started my son on an origami channel. Yeah. So he was cool. really into it. Uh, so I thought, okay, just let us, you know, put these videos out uh, because the kids are growing. I know he's going to do that for just a short a few months and then he's going to move on onto the next thing the yeah. next thing yeah so let's just capture that and uh yeah he's i think he's got like 100 150 subscribers i mean that's pretty impressive that's a- <laughs> yeah he, he's more popular on instagram than than than, than youtube, YouTube. Or, so, i thought you were going to say he's more he's popular on- than you <laughs> yeah 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 he he's following some big names especially these origami artists in, in japan uh, he, you know, he, he makes these complex shapes. Wow. Well, you're doing a great job of uh, coaching him and supporting him. So I just wanted to put that out there. So that's great. But nice. so coming back to you and I, right? So our shared background, well, more than just music, you brought up the fact that we're both uh, engineers, right? By training. So that's think, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mechanical engineers, you know. <laughs> so, oh, I didn't realize you're mechanical also. Okay. Yeah. 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 We, we follow the same path. Uh, I did uh, my master's also in, in uh, mechanical and I'm still, you know, uh, staying through the, through the field, you know, working in the okay. mechanical uh, industry. So, yeah, I mean, for me and uh, listeners, I've heard this in other interviews, right? But so I'm, I did my mechanical engineering, and then by the time I was done, I was like, mm, I don't want to be that mechanical, <laughs> oh, okay. like you know, like too technical. And so I went a little bit different route, got into project management. Now I'm into change management a little bit more, working in the financial field. I was in healthcare oh, before wow. that, okay. so yeah, that that's a good thing about mechanical. You, you can you can. It's easy to switch fields. Absolutely. You know? That was the advice I got when I was trying to pick a major. And I will say that that was absolutely true, that you, you were able to take the, it's really the thinking, I think the problem solving approach yeah. and uh, all of that, I've been able to apply that in anything. Right? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You can manage groups better than uh, civil or electrical. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I don't want to get into that argument just yeah, yet. That's all. <laughs> I'll wait for someone to def- defend themselves. Defend. But yeah, as two mechanical engineers, yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> cool.
cool. So, so we have that background, shared background. And then regarding church, so you were, or tell me a little bit about, I kind of, I guess just your, your journey growing up, right. And like through the church, cause I think you've lived in a couple different places or been in a couple different areas. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Just, you know, starting from the very beginning, I, w- I was born and brought up in Kuwait. It's a small country in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. So uh, we used to go to the Kuwait Marthama Church. There was only one church back then. And, now, uh, but those are like big churches, right? Because Or no? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have a whole country has only one church, right? People right, use, right. But I mean, compared to, compared to, let's say, at least the East Coast, right? So, I mean, your church, Christos has... What? How many members? Christos right now is at 204, the last okay. I heard. Families. And so Kuwait is larger than that? Same? I would, yeah, I would think it was, which was much bigger than that. Yeah, it was I mean, back it was, yeah you were a kid, I guess, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I used to love the music there in the Sunday school. They, they used to be very passionate and they do it in a very orderly manner, new songs. Yeah, we had a good organist in church. So, you know, that's where the whole the interest in, in, in the church choir. My parents also definitely were a great uh, motivation for me to pick up music. I started learning keyboards uh, both ways. Mm-hmm. My uh, mom, especially, uh, she was a big fan of Jim Reeves. And uh, my, you know, she encouraged my brother also to, to pick up the guitar and me to pick up the keyboard. So, yeah, at a very early young age, we were introduced to music. One fortunate thing was the way I learned keyboards is the, the play-by-ear technique. Oh, wow. That I, I still feel that's not taught enough in the U.S. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone goes the, the bastion way of you know, learning notation and goes on forever. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm a big prop, proponent of, you know, learning to play music by ear. Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, I was able to quickly pick it up in, in about six months, eight months, I was able to, you know, get a good, <laughs> good hold of the, the keyboards. Wow. Yeah. And, and by two years, you know, I pretty much learned all the scales, all the chords. So we had this, this, this teacher, he was the church organist for the Catholic Church. So, uh, yeah, he had a special technique for us to learn quickly. So that that really helped. Then came sixth grade, where that was when the Gulf War happened. Mm, yeah. So we, we had to relocate from Kuwait and then establish base in India. And from sixth grade all the way to my final year of undergrad, I was in Kerala. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Kerala, just so you know, the the choir it's it's a very big deal, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I want to get into that a little bit, but yeah, that's yeah, what I've always been told. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, people are very passionate about it. Choir yeah. practice, timing, attendance, quality of of the music. It's like it's. I mean, it's like they take it very seriously. So yeah, I was for you know. In seventh grade, like there was no one to play keyboards in church. We, they had expensive keyboard, uh, no one to play. So just in a random conversation, someone asked, and my you know my mom said, "Hey, my son knows." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well, you know, she, I was like, hey, I just I don't know that much." So, but, but my mom pushed <laughs> me to yeah to pick it up, and uh, slowly you know uh, 
you know, you improved because uh, you have you have this need. You want to self improve. You want to improve the quality. So yep. you know, you practice hours, days, months, weeks, <laughs> you know, to get better. And then we had really good singers also supporting us. It was more of a we had good elders, you know, to 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 uh, who brought in good quality music. So you know, getting getting access to music itself is and notations at that time was was very difficult. So yeah, yeah. So it was heavily influenced by these a uh, lot of music that was brought in from from the UK, UK print music, UK hymn books. So we were, you know, we, I don't know how we we got it, but we had connections. So we used to bring in the that music and experiment with harmonies and and new songs that way. We weren't we we didn't get much access to the praise and worship scene uh, in America, right? So all the influence mm-hmm. was more of a traditional hymns and those music that originated in in England in UK yeah, those publications yeah. so yeah. yeah we used to sing a lot of those those songs and and we learned a lot about harmonies and and arrangements you know from these notations uh, yeah. so i'm and, curious yeah. i'm curious being so you know you spent time in kerala very involved in choir and you've got you know some good training, good understanding of music. So, what was your interaction or involvement with convention songs, Mormon conventions specifically? Yeah, being in a yeah. Martha so, context, I'm yeah, curious or, to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like our praise and worship songs that were introduced uh, uh-huh. in the U.S., we, we used to look forward to the Maraman convention songs every year. Like that mm. was our hit songs. Right, know? right. The new latest the, and the, greatest. The radio right? hits. Yeah, yeah. The Kalo. So, so tell me, I mean, were those, hits. were they like widely played and listened to outside of just Martha Circle or it's really just in church you were hearing it? Really in church. Yeah, yeah. those were the only new songs that we were okay. uh, singing in church. You see, in Kerala, it's only a Malayalam service. There's no English service. Yeah, right, so, right. The avenue to bring in new songs is only uh, when we sing the Maraman Convention songs. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we used to eagerly wait to to you know get the CDs and and learn and and teach it to the choir and right yeah that 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 was our our you know fodder for for new music. <laughs> yeah no no that's great. Yeah I, I mean so like my experience you know and I'm. You know, my experience as a you know second gen kid born in America and growing up and you know so so like you said in Kerala at that time is all all Malayalam service so here it's like Malayalam service one week English another week and so my dad was choir master for a long time so I was oh really Which yeah is? yeah this is in St James Martha Church oh New York yeah so the okay, thing okay. so he had. He has a lot of the training and background of what you're describing in Kerala, right? Of the, you know, the discipline and just like the approach to yeah, how, yeah. how to train the choir. But as far as the, like the technical training, right? About like you were talking about harmonies and arrangements and all these other things. Um, you know, I think it's fair to say, and I don't think you would get upset. You know, once I started uh, learning more and more about this stuff, very quickly, I kind of, it was obvious like, okay, George has some more training in this. So then they would come and ask me like, oh, can you do this? Can you write some parts for this? Can you do mm-hmm. this, right? So anyway, I say all that to say that my base level approach to choir I definitely comes from him and from that church choir experience of, you know, the discipline and, you know, there's an expectation about time and 
you know, you know, don't talk when we're working with the other section and, you know, like all that kind of basic stuff, which sometimes gets overlooked, unfortunately, I would say. But anyway, so talking about the new songs coming to Kerala at Marmon Convention versus here. So here the songs come and all of a sudden, to me, it was like, oh, there's this mad dash all of a sudden and we need to learn all these songs. And then I was playing piano at that time. It was like, George, you need to oh, learn all you these. you were playing for the new Maraman songs? Oh, well, they would ask me. They was like, George, okay. can, you play, can you play these songs? And I was just like, I, you know, <laughs> I, in, the, in the beginning. So this is like 90s for me, right? It's like not, they weren't sending notation or notation wasn't available. Did you learn playing by ear or, or you were yeah, a notation guy? Good question. So again, I, I grew up here in uh, the U.S. And so as you said, the approach here generally is through notation right you learn through notation so i went to a piano teacher mm-hmm. and they taught me to read the read the notation and the chord structures and all you know practicing your scales and everything which was good right i i fully appreciate that but then it got to a point where i kind of knew all that and i knew enough to then start playing by ear right yeah okay to and i i and the church actually is where i branched out and said okay i'm and you know maybe it wasn't even by i should wasn't even by choice in some some sense right like that like i said they would say hey george can you play this Mormon convention song there's no notation so i gotta sit and listen so yeah. that's where I, I learned how to pick it out play it and then at the same time so i kind of drifted away from my classical study of piano I wasn't mm-hmm. as interested in learning how to play, uh, you know, Mozart pieces up yeah. and down. And da, 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 right. Sure, so yeah. I kept taking lessons. Should I have kept going? I don't know. Sorry, mom and dad for paying all the lessons that I did. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it wasn't, wasn't for, for not. But anyway, so I had that classical training, but then playing by ear is definitely got cultivated in church. But so back to my, my thing right about convention songs it's like hey can you play this and at first i'd be like okay like i need some time like no no no, we need to sing it next week what <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. uh, i don't know it's a, it, i i kind of had a, a love hate for convention songs because i it, it became a, a almost a a burden for me but then i remember when notation started becoming available maybe i don't know do you remember when that was a big deal? They started issuing like notation, maybe two thousand. Early two thousands, early two thousands is when it uh, really came out. Yeah, and that, so that to me that was a big deal because it was almost like a no brainer. I was like, we have this, you know, Department of Sacred Music. Like, we have people who are doing this. Like, why aren't they printing out notation and giving it to all the churches? Which brings me to my first question, Donnie: Choir person to choir person, or choir leader to choir leader? Yeah, Martha Mott Church. I think that notation should be given to all the churches immediately <laughs> for the mother Martha Church for the convention. What do you think about that? You think that's why? Too- why do you stop it at conventions? Give it for the whole <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and, I, and, and, yes, every church should have a copy. If yeah. we want more, like okay, fine. You know no. what? You, you just brought up a uh, wonderful point because. I tell you one argument I, I yes let's go let's choir. get into it <laughs> <laughs> is is you know I I am when I am in doubt I go to the, the notation by the DSMC and I tell them this is yeah. the way you sing 
this Malayalam song. And yeah. That's not, I'm talking convention. I'm talking about songs they have sang for 50 years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And the, the argument on the other side is like, I, and I've, I've sang this for 50 years and this is how I sang it. Right. I'm not going to change it. Yeah. <laughs> so who right. wins the argument? <laughs> so it, that's a very, very good argument that you bring up. Or uh, that argument is something that I, I hear often or I've heard often. I should clarify. So I'm currently not very involved with choir, or I'm not involved at all right now with choir. We recently moved out to the Midwest. We're in a new church. But even otherwise, I kind of backed off for choir for the past couple of years. But anyway, before that, when I was very involved, <laughs> that's a common argument, right? Mm-hmm. Since our, I will say our, our culturally, Malayalis and specifically in our Martha Church, we learn by ear, right? Notation yeah, yeah. isn't yeah. not isn't necessarily a skill that is taught to everyone. So people are learning by ear, and you sang it in one church, you sang it in another church, and one person says, "Well, this is how I sang it," and the other person says, "Well, this is how I sang it," and now I'm there in the middle, and I'm saying, "Well, <laughs> you guys asked me to be the leader, and I have to pick one. We can't sing both." Oh yeah, yeah, we can sing both. What's the problem? I'm like, no, but then we're not singing the same. <laughs> we're not singing the same song, right? So I don't know. Yeah. It would just go around and around. I'm I'll like, tell you, George, I'll tell you, this, <laughs> this problem is more amplified in American churches because in hmm. America you have people from different areas of Kerala, you know, or right, or, or you know, come together in one... areas of the world. Yeah, or, yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Then, yeah. then the argument gets. It's, it's not an argument. It's more a discussion. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's more heightened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it you don't have this issue because you know in your whole parish because you know you, the members have been their members all their life. So yeah, yeah. If they all sang the wrong way, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like when you it becomes the wrong there's way a new right way. Yeah, there's a new. Yeah. <laughs> are, even when everyone sings the wrong way differently, if everyone sings the wrong way the same way, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. And at the end of the day, I mean, ultimately what I would always say is like, listen, you can sing it whichever way you want, but my only thing is we should all be singing together, right? As you yeah. said, like, if we all sing in the wrong way together, fine. I, yeah, it doesn't fine. really bother me. It, it yeah. really doesn't. But we have to agree on something. Yeah. yeah and yeah. when when that gets stuck, and it's also, it's also very difficult. I shouldn't, you know, you know, like you said, people have been singing it a certain way for... 30 years mm-hmm. and you try and get them to change. Yeah. You know, you cut them some slack, like they're yeah. not purposely <laughs> saying all, you know, yeah. but it can be tough. It's a definitely, yeah. <laughs> you know, one thing, yeah, just so, just so the audience knows, yeah. One thing I think where the CSI church is winning is, is mm. I think the whole congregation has notation. So everyone, yeah. yeah. and I think they are already trained to be bass or a tenor. You don't have to be a choir member to, to sing four parts. So the congregation themselves sing four parts in a CSA church in Kerala. Yep. So typically when you go in, the, you'll hear harmony throughout the whole audience. So that's... Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's it's uh, not just that they have notation, but I think I, I'm not, and I don't know the specifics, but I have cousins, you know, CSI church. And uh, yeah, they, you know, that's part of their training. You know, yeah, that's they right. all get some exposure and some base understanding. And those who are interested you know, pick it up and it's not a, it's not an argument <laughs> yeah. saying, you know, oh, this is what's written. It's like, well, that's wrong. It's like, well, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say then, <laughs> but so 
anyway, interesting. So you, you, <laughs> when I asked about the convention notation, you said go all the way. Why stop there? Right. That's a good answer. I like it. <laughs> now, yeah. so here's a question then related to that. So not too long ago, but it's been a couple of years now, we, at least as a diocese, released English versions of many of the communion or Qurana hymns, right? And when that was done, it came with notation, right? And I think you, tell, tell me a little bit about what you did with that, because I think a couple of years ago, you were, you were doing something with that, right? With notation, I think with Achuanko, you were working on something with harmonizing and chants, or was that oh, not the, the, the wedding chants? Oh, the uh, wedding yeah. chants. Excuse me. I'm sorry. It was the wedding chants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're jumping a lot, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. We're talking about Jacob George. Yeah, so yeah, he was yes. The prayer master for Washington. Washington Church, Greater Washington. Yeah, yeah. I was there for a couple of years too. That's why I know. Yeah, yeah. So this is for the audience who don't know. So yep, he's yep. he's he's you know pretty advanced in his his musical uh, skills and his training. So I have I've done some you know just because of our common interest. You know, we so just like I cross path with you. I cross path with him, and and we share, we shared a lot of common <laughs> interests. So we ended up working together. On a, more of a experimental stuff, and and one of the that was to actually harmonize all the chants for um, on wedding yeah. service. Yeah. yeah, we did that. We never got to release it. That was going to be my follow up question. So what happened <laughs> to that? <laughs> I was very excited about it. you put a teaser picture or something out on uh, <laughs> Facebook. I was like, oh, finally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, we don't we don't know which is the the best way to release it. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to, he was also not on board of, you know, just give it out for free. Yeah. We don't want to give it as, a, there's not enough material to print it as a book also. And yeah. then <laughs> we were like halfway, halfway there. We didn't complete it a hundred percent. I yeah. think it's a, I printed it, it's at 98%. He's, he'll always have some last minute changes. And then, yes, you know, we, sure he got busy, I got busy. So, but so let me ask, I, and I bring it up, and I hope you're okay talking about this. Yeah. You're, yeah, yeah. Sure. No. So, as I said, I was in Washington Church for a couple of years, worked very closely with that. Uh, you you sang in the city, right? You sang in Grace Captive One. No, I did not sing in this on the CD with him. He had released a CD with several of the yeah. people down there, but no, I did not sing on the CD. However, my experience with the wedding chants with him, I think first we did it at one wedding for one of his four former choir members. And then for his eldest daughter, obviously he was told that he cannot be conducting the choir while he's, his daughter is getting married, right? Yeah. He has other <laughs> responsibilities. So I, along with the rest of the choir, you know, a couple of other people, you know, we kind of self-managed and took care of it, but that's where I really, between those couple experiences, you know, that's where I learned his, I'll say his version of uh, how he sings the chants with lots of harmonies and accompaniment and all kinds of stuff. So, as I said, I was very excited to see that you guys were working on putting that into a notation form so that other people could use that. But I'm, I'm glad to glad yeah. to see there's interest. I mean, if if, <laughs> if you're mm-hmm. pushing it, I'll, I'll I'll you know go back to the drawing board and finish yeah. those last. <laughs> well, so <laughs> and, and so I I it's an interesting question I think right when. 
So I'm obviously interested, right? You're interested. Uncle's interested. Okay. But then when you get into the broader arena, I feel like, you know, people are interested when they hear it. Oh, wow. That's nice. Right. But then there are other people who don't even seem phased by it. They're just like, what were they doing with the chants? Like, why are they singing them like that? (laughs) You know? Yeah. And yeah. So I don't know. But anyway, you, you asked a good question. Like, you know, what is the best way to release something like this? It's so, not with DSMC approval. Like, like you know, this is our yeah, own okay. vision of the the harmonies, right? Yeah, right. So whether it's an authorized release, unauthorized release, whether we're following the uh, the melody the right way, you know, all these questions come up. So, there. so we were talking about DSMC, right? Whether it's authorized. And for anyone who does, is not familiar with the DSMC, what's your your two-line <laughs> summary of what DS, DSMC is? Well, uh, they uh, so Department of Sacred Music, right? Yeah, it's the 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 music wing of the Martha right? Church. They handle everything from all the choir rules and regulations to introducing new music, mm-hmm. promoting new songs, notations, right. getting the the notations in in print. Yeah, but so main thing, as you said, right? They're the the music wing of the Martha Church as a whole. And so, but here's my question, right? So music uh, to me is, it's a, it's a, not just to me, but it's a creative art, right? So we were talking and joking earlier about like, oh, if you sing it the right way, sing it the wrong way. But I think in the broader scheme, right, there's, or what we were saying, right, there's, okay, what's the way that we're going to sing it, right? So there can be, there will be multiple versions of how to do something. So my question is, you know, rather than it being a a hurdle to say like, oh, how do we get DSMC approval or can we do this without approval? I have yet to see the DSMC in any form encourage, you know, this creative process. And maybe I'm just not involved enough with them, but I can definitely cite examples of getting in contact with them and not getting any kind of, oh, that's a good good thing or good idea, or yeah, we would get behind that. So what, what's your reaction to that? Well, you know, I think we are too far away from them physically. Okay, okay. <laughs> to, for them to even respond. I don't think we only get, it's, it's more of a one-way communication right yeah, now. Yeah. Like, they don't hear us, we hear them. Yeah, but <laughs> so, so taking this as an example though, right, and like the wedding chants, like, hey, we came up with, you know, harmon- harmonies and notation for wedding chants. Is this something that you can at least sanction to say, yes, this is okay to use during Martha Mo wedding? You know, I, I don't see it. Or because otherwise it's the no response approach, right? Like, oh, we just won't say anything. It's like, okay. <laughs> so in the meantime, like those who want to use it, use it. So I don't know. It's maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm not going anywhere with this, but it's a uh, to me when you say like, oh, what's the best way to release it? To me, it's you just got to release it. Find pick a way. <laughs> don't look for any approval. Yeah, don't yeah, look for it any. It has to be an independent way of of, of doing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I don't think we'll get that kind of a support for small projects. Like yeah. This so now this this brings up an, another 
example. That's a, I'll bounce it off of you. So I grew up in New York. And so there they have a New York School Music Association. So I kind of went through the ranks there in choir. So I went to all county and then they had area choirs and they had a state choir. And then I was oh, lucky. Nice. And then I was lucky. More secular music? Yeah. So they, they had kind of had like a set formula that they followed. It was public school. Right. Mm-hmm. So they, they would say usually they would do like one classical piece, you know, like a Bach Mozart type thing. Yeah. You know, so one classical piece and they pick like one, you know, like folk type song and they would pick some multicultural song, you know, whatever that was, pick something. So, you know, and then they would have like a spiritual or something at the end just to keep it lively. Like kumbaya. You know? Yeah. yeah kumbaya. You know? So again, public school setting. So think yeah, public school sure. concert, but again, the quality and it was just a way of encouraging music in the schools, right? You, you pick people who's exhibit talent and you train them, whatever. Anyway, so I was lucky enough to go all the way up to the Eastern conference level through that. So that's been my training. And the basic format was, you know, you submit a application, there's like a scoring thing, whatever you get selected. And then it's like a Friday, what was it? Thursday evening? No. Yeah. It was just a Friday evening and then like a Saturday morning and then Saturday evening was the concert. That was the only time you had all the kids together. Okay. So anyway, with this in my head, I, you know, I got very, I was always involved in Sunday school, choir, church choir. Right. And so in the East coast, at least we have the Sunday school competitions, right. Which I know you've been involved with. So I would always but George, George, just yeah, before, go ahead, go ahead. before you, you, you move on to the Sunday school, mm. the state choir, did, did you have notations earlier that you practiced on? Oh, yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. Yep, you know, was, mm-hmm. just imagine if we could do that in the Marathon This is where I'm going. This is exactly <laughs> where I'm going, Donnie. So here's the thing. Okay, so our the way we have handled Sunday school competitions, at least on the music side, on the East Coast, I am not, for the record, I'm saying I am not in support of it. I have done it for years and years and years. I don't like it because to me, it is not promoting music musicality. It promotes discipline. It promotes preparation, those kinds of things. But when you spend, sometimes people are spending three months, four months, five months learning the same two songs with a choir, I don't, I don't think that's helping anybody because at the end of the day, what do they know? Now they know two songs where they can only sing with that group of people. Let me stop there. Did you, do you agree with any of that or disagree? You're talking about the, the choir Choirs. Choirs competition in the Sunday school setting. Okay. Yes. Yes. But, I know it's touchy, but go ahead. <laughs> no, the thing is, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's all uh, lost. Uh, the, the competition spirit is... is That's good. fine. That's all there. No, I'm not saying it's bad. That's not what I, I'm saying. The approach to it, I think there's there's space to, to grow, right? I think now the, 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 we've reached the level because it's it's fierce competition too, right, Donnie? I think you would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's, 
Yeah, it's competition. Not, it sometimes gets unhealthy. Yes, unhealthy. I agree. It gets unhealthy before and after the results. <laughs> I agree fully. I, and then you get parents involved too, right? Because it's yeah. Sunday school. So anyway, where I'm going with it is I brought in this idea that I explained earlier from the state, New York state thing. I said, hey, why, as you just said, like, oh, wouldn't that be cool if we could get people from all the different churches together and sing, I said, just one song. I said, forget making it a separate festival or whatever. I said, you already have all these choirs mm -hmm. that are supposed to be well-trained, right? I said, hey, you're practicing two songs for, again, sometimes multiple months. <laughs> I was like, can you get them to learn one more song? And, and I was met together with, for goodwill, right? <laughs> for goodwill. Yeah, and nobody's interested in goodwill, frankly. <laughs> nobody's interested. All right, fine. So I said, forget the goodwill. Then I said, okay, what about the, you know, the festival mentality? Like I said, let's select, have some selection process, send the notes ahead of time. And then when the, you know, for one weekend, send all the kids together and let's make a nice choir. Mm -hmm. Also no, was not met with no, much support, but here's, but here's where I really, <laughs> but here's where I, where I really got discouraged. Okay. So I was fortunate enough to get someone's ear on the Sunday school council. Right. So I think for the, I don't remember if it's the region or for the diocese or whatever. And I brought the idea to them and I proposed it to them. I said, Hey, you guys are, you know, what do you guys think? And the response I got was, Oh, don't you think this is something better suited for the choir, Dice's choir, right? I was like, well, you guys are running choir competitions. Why do you need to punt this to the choir all of a sudden? What is a Dice's choir? There is no Dice's. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm talking about the, so each organization, right? You have the parish level, you have a regional level, and then you have the, the diocese level. So... Yeah, the thing is, it's 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 great for the kids to 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 take away the the competition spirit and the, have the unity spirit when you sing when you introduce something like that. Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. I'm I'm surprised they rejected. Well, it's it's not just rejected, right? It's like there's no. It's this attitude in the broader scheme. It's this attitude that I've run into in multiple avenues of great idea. Go do it somewhere else. Mm. Right or go figure it out yourself, or or even some some people. Oh yeah, that's great. We'll support you. What does that look like? You know, what are you <laughs> are you willing to do something to support? So yeah. I don't know. I, I think I'm just voicing my frustrations at this point. But it's to turn it around into a question, right? I guess what are some of the the challenges you've run into, or let's say it this way: What are some challenges you've observed in the U.S. setting with the choirs that maybe is the same or different uh, in some of the other settings you've been in? So you mentioned Middle East and Kerala. Okay. The challenges between... Um, or some of the differences even. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about the, the cultural differences and then the challenges. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's only when you when you stand on the outside, you, you appreciate what's, uh, what's inside. So I think U.S. in the U.S., definitely we are... Uh, more progressive in terms of the selection of well progressive in the sense we have two queers first of all starting with that we have a malayalam and english queer yeah this is not happening in not India. dsmc sanctioned by the way yeah exactly and then <laughs> we have conflicts because the dsmc rules are for there one cannot, queer. there cannot be two choirs they cannot be they cannot be they two can leaders, function two, 
<laughs> can function. Yeah. Okay. We won't get into two leaders. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guarantee enough committee meetings about leadership <laughs> and quiz and split up splitting responsibility. It's it's all there. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, that's that's one drawback. I mean, uh, the quiz are progressive. The the churches in the U.S. are are opening up to the idea of having two quiz. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. Having the English choir be able to sing the modern hits in K- in KLAW radio, uh, Star nine nine point one radio. Yeah, that the, they're allowing the 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 choirs to to introduce those songs. I think that is a, that's a huge uh, progressive uh, the step they've yeah. taken because I doubt it. Even if you have an English service in India, they they introduce these modern songs. Uh, and and I, for sure, I don't think the Orthodox or the CSI Church would even attempt. Yeah, it's. A, I remember chatting about this with an Achin. I think it was a CSI Achin, but he said something along the lines of, you know, music is can be considered the voice of the people, right? More so than a liturgy, right? A liturgy in the sense, like it's we are using a, a format and and wording and prayers that have been recited by our forefathers, right? That That is, in one sense, right, the the value or one of the values of liturgy, right? So we're connecting to previous generations versus the music. You can do that too by singing some of the old sing- songs. But then when you sing the song that's, as you said, on the radio, right, today in a style that you like and that's comfortable, there's a different feeling, right? A different emotion that's invoked, I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, see, uh, the the way the hymns, the, the the language of the hymns, it's it's old English. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, like today, I was teaching my son Blessed Assurance, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. care of salvation, purchase of God, born in the Spirit, uh, washed in His blood. So, purchase of he was like, what is purchase of God? I mean, see, yeah. <laughs> he was asking my ten year old like. You, you, that is the old old English. Now the praise and worship they have simplified the language, yeah, and that makes it easier uh, to to connect with, and uh, it uh, definitely attracts the younger generation, you know, to to sing to sing along. I mean, music is a, is is a very important part uh, of beautifying the service, and 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 attracting that uh, younger generation. So our Matama Church is definitely open to to introducing this modern music and and this modern music is also backed by heavy instrumentation yeah yeah so one another plus i'm seeing in the martama churches here is they they introduce something more than the keyboard mm-hmm. the guitar and the drums and the bass guitar if if someone is there to play they're they're, they're open to having uh, a drum set in church it's Sure. Uh, if you really look at Indian choirs, uh, I mean, I don't. That's unheard of. I don't think there's there's any Marthama church in in India, which has a ja- live jazz drum playing during service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 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 when you stand in the outside, you should I, I you know you better appreciate how progressive the churches here are now. Where now that. That is that. That's the the cultural difference. Now it's not it's not all plus here. I mean, definitely. In India, the church square is not within the four walls of the church. The mm. church square does more on the outside because we take all these, uh, like the Easter recital and the Christmas recital, so seriously that, in fact, we have three, three or four 
three Christmas recitals in we go to orphanages and mm, uh, mm, and uh, old age homes and hospitals. We we actually prep our Christmas recital in front of uh, that type of audience. Yeah, so, it's like a live rehearsal. Yeah, yeah. So there, yeah. you know, people in the hospital are really happy to hear yeah, <laughs> the music. Yeah, here and there, I've heard of choirs doing that. In our Martha or Martha Ma Church choirs doing that. Definitely in my you know school choirs, we would do things like that. So yeah, I think people have tried to introduce that concept here, but a yeah. uh, couple of the, just real quick, couple of the challenges that I've seen and experienced, right? Here, you know, are just generally speaking, our communities are much more spread out, right? So coming to church for a practice can be a challenge, right? Exactly, yeah. During, during the week or early Sunday morning or whatever. So I think that limits a lot, but yeah. So, okay, so go on and then. Yeah, so I'm just 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 in a nutshell, you know, the differences. Mm-hmm. There's always pluses and minuses in each. So here, I I have seen our church choir is is limited within the four walls. Yeah, we might occasionally do an ecumenical choir fest, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we can do more. Yeah. I wish we do more, but you know, here time is a currency, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. So that is uh, uh, that's one drawback in India. The, a church is really part of a community. So everyone in that community is within 15 minutes of the church. Yeah. 20 minutes of the church. So getting to church, putting extra time for practices and going to all these functions is, it's not, it's not, not a big deal. They can, they can. Yeah. I think it's just kind of a broader topic, right? It's, I've talked about this in other interviews, right? So the first generation, my parents' generation came, with, and then their attitude was just like survival, right? Like how do we get established mm-hmm. and just, you know, do the best we can for our family just to be established. And again, the church became kind of that anchor point uh, for their community. So everything was kind of done in those walls, as you said. So now I think as we're getting into second and even third generation, that that desire to get reintegrated with the local community, as you said, I think is coming back. And so but, but music, is it the choir wing? Is it the yeah. choir wing that is doing that outreach? Or is okay. it something else? Is yeah, like, no. Is it the is it yeah, the yeah, yeah. It's a good question. So I my comment was gonna be I think music is a great opportunity to yeah. do that, but is it being done? I don't know. So there is potential to do more. Yeah, yeah. Music yeah. is is a great tool to to heal a, a broken soul sure, <laughs> you know, outside yeah. the four walls. We're not, not doing enough. Uh, maybe yeah. the youth groups might do, UNSAKI might do, but choir can do. They're not doing. Yeah. And I think it's back to that earlier point, right? My rant about Sunday school choir. It's like, what does it take to deem something a choir? Like suddenly, oh, well, let the Sunday school choir or let the youth put a, put a group together and go sing something. It's like, well, you know, we have a choir. What is the choir's ministry? Is it just to sing the songs on Sunday or can they expand their ministry too? To your yeah. point. Cool. So go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about the cultural difference. One, one more thing is, mm. is we allow the choirs in the U.S. to print their own, own songbook. Mm. That is actually a big thing. So, so when know, you I say print they, their own songbook, what do you mean? You like collection of songs? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think... Um, DSMC has released one English songbook, but it has like maybe 50 
traditional hymns in it and that's it nothing mm. more nothing less but here uh, you know yeah, things you know you learn new songs when it's in the book or mm-hmm. when you show it on the projector you need the technology for it we can't yeah. just pick any song on the radio and just sing it during service like we have to encourage the audience to participate and for that you need to either have a hymn book with the new song in it mm-hmm. or have a projector with the song song yeah. you know showed up on so that's a that's a good point right so i think the popular route is the projector route now right i think pretty much yeah. every church at least in the us here has got a projector system and so it opens up that discussion you know as a choir leader uh, choir leader to choir leader right and if somebody brings a song to me or i have a song that i want to have the choir sing whose permission do i need to have the church sing it you know, it's like, so I've had that discussion with people. Like I go to the Achin, like, Hey, Achin, we want to sing this song. And some yeah. Achins are very, very open and laissez-faire to it. Other Achins are like, mm. <laughs> you know, I'll at least have some questions about it. So, yeah. So I, I guess uh, what's been your experience with that? Have you ever run into issues with that or no? You just well, kind of put it up uh, on the slides. I would say back in there's a there has been a transition which is now no longer an issue. There was the, like in in early uh, in mid two thousands where we did face that challenge. Yeah, but, I mean that then we didn't have a songbook printer and the technology. There's a projector was like out of reach. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. didn't have a projector back back in early two thousands. So it was a challenge to introduce these new songs. Yep. And then, then also, the, what are the lyrics in this song? What is the song telling? Like right. we had, right? Yeah, we had to be transparent about it. Mm-hmm. Now, and as the years pass by, I think the it's more hands off. The people trust what uh, the casting crowns are <laughs> writing, yeah, or yeah. Matt Redman is writing. They, they kind of trust the what what the praise and worship lyrics are, so they don't question it that much. As yeah. The trend so the, has changed to, to be now part two of that discussion though is uh licensing right so i'm sure you're aware right there's there's certain rules of use right for <laughs> yeah. you to be able to sing your not just to sing those songs but to you know show the lyrics up and i think this is going to become a much bigger issue especially now that everybody is live streaming what what any thoughts on that i don't know enough i uh, to comment but i know okay. that that you have to Pay the price, pay the license well, to to show the lyrics or get the get the notation or right. you know everyone's <laughs> no one is buying notation. You are, you're supposed to well, do it so the right way. It's yeah. a it's to me it's become an ethics conversation, mm-hmm. right? Because it's easy to go, oh, we're a church and we should do the right thing. It's like, but the flip side is like, oh well, you know, we're using it for church, so why do we need to? Pay for it. <laughs> pay for it. It's like, no, that's not, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. We were talking yeah. earlier about you uh, releasing notation for the chance, right? Yeah. yeah. Why not just re- print it or give put it, it up free, online right? and give it out for free? <laughs> well, because someone spent a lot of time, you know, thinking about it, creating it, practicing it, doing. Yeah. So there, there's a lot more to the discussion. Yeah, but, I always yeah. feel. You mm. have to acknowledge, you have to give some importance to the writer of the song. Absolutely. At least mention his name. Uh, I think a uh, good thing in our song books is they have the name of the, the composer and the, the writer. Composer, lyricist. Yep. Yeah, they have that. Whereas other song books with the same songs, they don't have that. So 
there should be some acknowledgement. I don't know about this whole licensing fee. It's uh, yeah. I don't, in, in a nutshell, I mean, the licensing, especially tied to live streaming, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, in order to have your song played on the radio, right? The, you know, the, the radio station is sponsored by advertising, right? So, but they're paying to, to play that song. So same way now we're taking that song and we're playing it live on the on YouTube. Yeah. Like there's some restrictions around that. Exactly. So, Someone could record it and upload it and monetize well, that, that's it, the right? argument, right? Like, yeah, hey, yeah. who's who's paying for this? Like you said, what's the acknowledgement back mm -hmm. to the the songwriter? Now um, I know now on that note, I know the English churches here would would be paying that licensing. Yes, but there there is a not, there right? is a way to do it. It's yeah, it's yeah. not rocket science. <laughs> But again, culturally, I don't think it's going to be, it's an uphill battle because there's still that everyone attitude. Thinks, everyone thinks music is free. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. That's what yeah. I'm getting at. <laughs> <laughs> now, all right. So we're getting to the end of our time. I did want to ask you one, at least one more question here. So sure. I myself, again, I started playing piano in church when I was like a teenager, let's say. So from then till now, maybe 20 years. And the last, I don't know, a couple of years I haven't played. So let's say 15, 20 years, I've been pretty active, at least on Sundays, playing piano in the church or involved in some way. You got a little bit more time on me, right? I think hmm. uh, you said somewhere close to like 30 years you've been involved. Yeah, with, with a few gaps. I mean, with the yeah. gaps, it's around 35. So what would you say has been the motivating force for you to stay engaged all that time? And then uh, the follow-up question then is, I think you mentioned earlier that you've, you've taken a little bit of a break right now. So what was that transition point for you? All right. So just, you know, once uh, you learn music, you always want to make the choir better than it was yesterday. I agree 100%. So you want to improve the quality each day. You want to, you know, to introduce them to different genres of music, different new songs. You want to push them. So, yeah. So if the choir is not growing, then then it's, I don't want to be part of it. <laughs> so, right. So the motivating factor is is two things. is is You want to do, give your best to God. Right, you want to make it better than what it was yesterday. So, I I introduced different tips and techniques and 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 ways to keep myself motivated. And and this motivation is a two way factor. You know, I give them something new, something good, something pleasing, and in return, we expect the feedback also. Right? Okay, I teach them, they learn, and they improve. Right? It should be like a two way, <laughs> two way. Sure. Sure. Two-way interaction. So that has been, you know, it's been good. You know, I, I, I definitely the Matama Church helped me grow so far. You know, I get, I've given my best, and I've, I've received, you know, great feedback, great uh, teamwork, great, uh, great friends, lifelong friends along the way. So that, you know, all that the relationship has, has been. I've made more friends because through the my music interactions. So. Great. That's definitely a plus that kept me going. Mm -hmm. The second thing is, is you know, I always remember something my mom always tells me. That's Romans eleven thirty five. That is, God is no man's debtor. God doesn't owe us anything. So if we mm -hmm. spend our time, our talent, our, our money to God, He's going to give it back to you, double, triple, fold. 
So he doesn't he just because I I was I spent all my time for the choir and I I am lacking in my personal time my family time that will never happen because he will repay you back. So that's one advice my mom always told me and that has been true <laughs> for the past. Uh, 20, 30 years or so. So, you know, those two things, you know, kept me kept me going. Yeah, right now I've taken a step back because, well, first of all, the pandemic, you can't. You sure, can't, you sure. Know, yeah, you, that, you, can, you can't do that. That's a gift. Second thing is I'm saying it as a positive is, you know, the kid, the small children that you have taught and you have nurtured, they have taken up leadership uh, roles. So Great. Uh, if I am there maybe they feel intimidated or something i thought let's let me take a step back and you know let them let them lead and uh, they're doing a, a pretty good job so i like to see them i can't I, you can't do this forever <laughs> you yeah, have to yeah. take a pause and step back so is that uh, something you found yourself doing like periodically you mentioned you've taken breaks before or uh, no no the, those breaks were more like when i was in grad school or yeah okay something specific to, yeah, yeah. So this was uh, then, sounds like this was more of a conscious like, let me make space for somebody else and. <laughs> Not only that, it's like sometimes you you also you know some of the when you look at a choir you you feel is it going in the right direction? Mm. <laughs> like uh, sometimes when you when you go to these committee meetings you get a sense of is the topic really to improve the choir yeah. or are they really spending hours and hours talking of frivolous. Other things, yeah. <laughs> you know, there could be everything. They could talk about everything else except improving the quality of the course. There's so, so much there, Donnie. So much yeah. there. Which, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're at the said, end. No, we're towards the end, course. so I won't open it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I thought. Okay. Um, so it's good to take a break. <laughs> take yeah. a break. Well, and I think and... you you made a very good point also earlier about you know sometimes you don't notice things unless you're on the outside, right? Yeah, so yeah. It sounds like that. This is giving you an opportunity to to see exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if I take a step back from the choir, it doesn't mean I'm I'm stepping away from the mission of music. My mission yeah. of music is to to you know to connect with like-minded people, hmm. and that's why I put in this DC music. It's like my door is open to anyone who wants to collaborate on on good music. So right, right. Uh, so I, I I've already you know over the years I've built connections that you know work with people musicians all over the world occasionally you know put out some good video just to keep myself <laughs> motivated yeah. good music out there people you know sometimes they call me for special events so all that uh, that keeps me <laughs> keeps me great going. great so i think that's a great segue into just plugging your social media but before that i just wanted to highlight what you said at the beginning of this right of you know if the if the choir is not getting better or improving in some way then, yeah, you, know, you that's you don't, important. You don't want to be a part of that, and I, I don't take that as a negative, right? But I think, just to rephrase it, right? I, I've said pretty much the same thing, but I've said it as, you know, if we're not growing or learning something new, and we're just singing the same old song the same old way that we always sing it, then we're basically the congregation, right? Yeah. So yeah. that 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 was my always my thing that I hung on to, like, listen. There's a difference when you sit in the congregation and you're sitting in the choir seat, right? You're you're taking on a responsibility. You're a leader in the choir, right? That's there's a ministry aspect versus I'm just participating in the worship. So yeah, I think there there 
you know, creative to creative, right? There's also that driving force is like, okay, we, we want to make something of this. Yeah, exactly. Versus, yeah. versus just enjoy it, right? Passively. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's true. I mean, if if it's like teaching, you see, that's one thing I'm seeing in, in, in some of the choirs, not, not my choir. I've seen, you know, people come, service at 9 o'clock, people come at 8.45, yeah, let's pick up four common songs we know, yeah, sing yeah. it and get done with choir. I mean, I don't want to be that. Yeah. <laughs> that's not me. Yeah, and like, you know, that happens sometimes or whatever, but when that's the norm, like, yeah. you don't, so another thing I've said, for better or for worse, you know, I'd be like, hey, you don't need me to do that or exactly, to yeah. do it this way, the, the way that you guys are doing. So if you are all happy with doing it, you know, come five minutes before service and pick the songs, like, all right, you can do that. Like, I don't need to come for this, for that. And that wasn't always received well by people. You know, people didn't would say, oh, that's not a good attitude. That's not a good so where I'm at, and the reason I, I was curious to hear your secret for staying in the game <laughs> as long as you have. You know, I reached a point where I was like, I'm, I felt that I was exerting so much energy to, I didn't know how to answer, you know, for what, like who is benefiting for this? Cause nobody seems to be mm. interested and I'm sorry to make it a downer. Right. <laughs> but, and there were definitely people who did appreciate like, Oh, George, you know, we, we need you. We, we really appreciate. And I would say, okay, you know, for those people, not just those people for the, you said like the kids and the younger folks and you want to contribute everything you can. But then finally I said, you know, especially you know, I had gotten married and you know, now we have a kid now. Uh, it's like, you know, there are other things that I can be doing <laughs> to be yeah, contributing. Yeah. And there are exactly. other people who can step in. So sure. there's nothing wrong. I, yeah, I, I think mean, for a long time, I, I had that feeling of like, Oh, this is like, a, as I just said, right. Like, Oh, it's a responsibility. I have this talent. I got to do something with it. Mm. But now I've kind of relaxed on that. Like there are other ways to use the talent and maybe at a different time. Exactly. Priorities have have changed. And now I'm happy to see the younger generation pick it up. At the same time, you know, my priorities is, is, you know, my my kids and my my wife, my family. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if you want me to teach you uh, what a friend we have in Jesus, you don't need me for that. Right, right. Always to learn it, you know. If right. you, but my door is always open. If you have something important, something challenging, something new, you want to learn it. I'm always there. I'll always pitch in to help. But right. I don't want to take up responsibility. So yeah, yeah. It's I'm always it's, in for collaborating. Awesome. So we mentioned your social media, Donnie. So anyone who is interested in hearing some of what you have been doing, where where should they go? Facebook.com slash DC Musics. That's from there you'll find my YouTube playlist. My YouTube playlist has all the songs that I've collaborated with Great. other musicians. Yeah. Yep. And I'll include that link in the notes as well. People can check that out. So Donnie, it's been great chatting with you. You know, I think I think I probably lended more of my opinion than I meant, intended to, <laughs> no, but no, it's no, good. We, it's good yeah, to talk have, to someone who gets it. <laughs> similar, similar. Yeah. I always, uh, I'm closing note. I want to say, you know, good, good music is like good food. You know, you have to share it. Awesome. <laughs> you have to share. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> great, Donnie. Well, thank you. And I uh, hope to chat again with you soon. And yeah, thanks again for making time. Yeah, thank you for the uh, the opportunity. And and uh, talking about good food, uh, like uh, your role is people just enjoy the good food. 
now you open the door on realizing what it takes to make that good food right mm-hmm. <laughs> what's yeah. behind the scenes what yeah. happens in the kitchen <laughs> absolutely yeah people people should know people should hear and even yeah, exactly. more than just the music context right there like, we were just talking about priorities at the end you know yeah, that, can, yeah. that can apply to anything so that's why i appreciate sitting down with uh, people like you just to share a little bit about what they do sure sure Thanks for inviting me to your podcast and you're doing a great job. You're doing, you're a pioneer in this. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. Thank you. That's, I'm going to add that one to my, my resume, pioneer. <laughs> great, Donnie. Thanks. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right. That concludes another episode of the Martha Mount Community Podcast. If you like that interview or if you want to learn more, you can visit us at marthopodcast.com for links on how to get in touch with me. I would really appreciate any reviews you can leave, either on Apple Podcasts, uh, you can leave a review on our Facebook page, uh, or you can always just reach out to me by, by email. I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, but until then, uh, take care, and I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>